Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 24th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled, You Are Not a Mistake. You are destiny's child. I want you to know that. I want you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, that God sent you to this planet at just the right time so you could become the man, the woman that he called you to be, that God has empowered you, given you grace to do, to do what it is that he's called you to do. He calls you to do things that you could never do without him. And then he empowers you. He breathes on you. He injects you with his purpose. His instruction is always equal to his injection. So if he's instructing you to do it, it's because he's injected you with the grace to get it done. And so you receive the plans of God. You get this revelation of who it is that God has called you to be. You get glimpses of your future. You see yourself doing things that you've never seen before in your prayer closet. And then you come out of your prayer closet. And then now you have to make a decision. The life of faith is you making decisions now in the present based on what God revealed to you about your future so that you can become the man, the woman that God has called you to be because you are destined. So that said, I've been teaching this series, and as I've been going through it, I've been giving you scripture after scripture after scripture that proves that you are not a mistake, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And I'm not, I'm not done with that. But the logical next step, right? So I'm, I'm just going to kind of take a departure to the next step, and I'll come back, and I'll keep teaching you, uh, showing you scripture after scripture after scripture. But the logical next, next step is, what do I do? with this type of information. Like if, if I know that God made plans for me from the foundations of the world and I know that I'm not a mistake, then what am I supposed to do with that? If God planned for my life before my arrival, what am I supposed to do with that? The title of today's message is Yielding to God's plan. The next logical step is once God reveals his plans to you, the next step is for you to yield to God's plans. So you give yourself over to the plans that God made for you from the foundations of the world so that you could do what it is that God has called you to do, yielding to God's plan. Let's talk about it. So when you know that you're not a mistake and you're ready to yield to God's plans, there's some, some things that have to happen in the process. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. Three things. As I get into these three things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. When God reveals his plans to you, you have a choice to make at that point. You have a decision. So first of all, you, you, you made a decision to, to repent of your sin and to make Jesus the Lord of your life, right? To accept Jesus is Lord, but you made a decision to accept him as the Lord of your life, right? Now, I like to say that either he is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. But once God is the Lord of your life, when Jesus is Lord over your life and you've repented of your sin and you've said, okay, now I am a follower, a disciple of Jesus, and I am willing to be discipled. I'm going to give myself over to a local church where there's going to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, people that can teach me, instruct me, and I want to be discipled. Then at that point, you have a decision. Now, I've already accepted Jesus as Lord. But now I have to die to self in order to become who it is that God has called me to be. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. I'm going to read it to you from the easy to read version. The Bible said, then Jesus said to his followers, 
if any of you want to be my follower, my disciple, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. There is a cross associated with following Jesus. Verse 25, any of you who try to save your life, hold on to the old life, you're going to lose it. But any of you who give up your old life for me are going to find true life. You will then find the life that God has called you to live. In, in Luke chapter 9, verses 24 and 25 from the Passion Bible, Jesus said the same thing, but this is Luke documenting it. And, and Luke said it this way. Jesus said to his followers, if you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely. If you want to be a, a follower of Jesus, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, this is something that people don't talk about a lot today. You have to leave the life of sin and selfishness. Excuse me. You have to pick up a cross. There is a cross associated with following Jesus. You must disown your life completely, the Bible says. Embrace the cross that is yours, your own, and then surrender, Jesus said, to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, then you're going to discover a true life. It'll be an amazing life. And I'm a witness. That's the life that I'm living right now. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will lose what you're trying to keep. If you come to Jesus and says, I'm born again now, but I don't want to change. <laughs> I'm born again now, but I want to keep doing what I was doing. I'm born again now, but I already had plans for my life. I already had a one-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan. I already had this thing mapped out. I'm born again now, but I don't really want to do, I just want to keep living my own life and maybe just go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. But, but no, then, then you don't understand what Jesus said. Jesus was talking to a group of followers, disciples, people that were following him. And Jesus already knew that the father made plans for everybody he was looking at. The, he was looking at people. He was like, listen, the father, me and the father and the Holy Ghost, we made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And so if you want to follow me, you are going to have to give up the plans that you came up with on your own. If you are not willing to die to self, if you're not willing to give up the plans that I came up with, that you came up with on your own in order to receive the plans that I came up with for you, you will never be my disciple. You will never become the man, the woman that God, that, that we have called you to be. He said, Jesus said it plainly. If you want to be my disciple, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. And I know that, I know, I know that this is not popular. I know that this is not popular today because today everything goes. Today, everybody has their own thing. Like, you know, well, you know, I, I just think this way. I think the Bible's antiquated. You know, maybe the Bible needs to be updated. I, I saw this guy on CNN. I'm not going to name his name, but he literally said, uh, uh, you know, he, his lifestyle doesn't line up with the Bible. And he said, well, I think the church needs to rethink their ways. I mean, things have changed. No, no. You have to, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Bible doesn't change. The Bible is not going to change. You have to stop thinking about yourself and what you want. Jesus knew that he had already had plans for everybody he was looking at. And he was like, if you want to become who it is that God, I have called you to be, you're going to have to die to self. He knew that he was talking to people who were already destined. I'm talking to people right now who are already destined. And God is saying, I made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And I want you to receive those plans. But you have to stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You have to receive. You have to die to self. You have to yield. Now he said, now if you try to hold on to your own stuff and not give it up, 
then you're going to lose what you're trying to hold on to. But if you give up everything for me, if you give up everything, if you say, Lord, my life is, is yours, everything I have is yours, I just give myself over to you, then God will say, okay, now let, let me give it back to you now. Now that now I want you to steward over it, and now I'm going to tell you what to do with it, and now you be led of my spirit. What was true that day is true today. Listen, for you to become a follower of Jesus, you are going to have to die to self and yield to God's plan. Long before you were born, God mapped out your life. Long before you were born, God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And if you are not willing to die to sin and self and selfishness, you will never become the man, the woman that God has birthed you to be. Say amen to that. All right. Number two. Yeah, I know this stuff is not popular today, but it's the word. Number two, when you decide to yield to God's plans over your own plans, it will often require you to look foolish in the process. My pastor, Tony Brazelton, on Sunday was talking about yielding uh, to God, and, and uh, he used 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 25. I'm going to go to that uh, this morning because really that resonated with me. Faith doesn't make sense. Look at me. I want you to know this. God is spiritual, not sensual. You are a spirit. You're, you have a soul, mind, emotions, and will. And your spirit and your soul live in this body for right now. This body is your earth suit. This body is how you relate to this world. So your body communicates with this world through your five physical senses. God is a spirit. God communicates with you spirit to spirit. So God doesn't have to make sense. When you can validate something with your five physical senses, you say, oh, that makes sense. It, it is logical to, the, to this world, to this present world. God doesn't have to make sense. Faith oftentimes doesn't make sense. Faith will cause you to do something at the risk of looking foolish. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 from the New Living Translation, the Bible says, This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. See, it's the foolishness of God. The, God will call you to do something that seems foolish. The foolishness of God, the Bible says, is greater than human wisdom. And the strength of God, even the weakness of God, is greater than human strength. We yield to God because there is a wisdom from above that is greater than our wisdom. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And when he's telling us to do something, maybe you don't know why he's telling you to do it, but you still have to do it. And you're doing it by faith because you believe that God has already been to your future. And so he's not leading you the wrong way. He's leading you down the, the path that he wants. Now, from a human point of view, it might seem crazy. For example, don't you, you shouldn't talk to your financial planner about tithing, giving offering. If, if your financial planner is not born again, probably you should, you should get another one. But if, if your financial planner is not born again and you're talking to this person about why you give over 10% of your income and you sow over 10% of your income away, that person will try to talk you out of it. Why? Because they don't understand God's ways. That, that to them would seem crazy. Hey, for you to reach your goals, you need to... No, stop. You don't even know. I am who I am. I'm only here because I sow. You know what I'm saying? The devil is a lie. No, no, I'm not going to stop giving. And so if a person is not filled with God's spirit, you can't have spiritual conversations with them. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that is foolishness unto them. Neither can they know them. These things are going to sound crazy. You shouldn't go get relationship advice from people that are not filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't go get uh, uh, of even medical stuff. There, there are many things that, that, the, that the Holy Spirit will lead you to do that when you're having a conversation with somebody that's not filled with the Spirit, doesn't believe what you believe, then, then what you're doing may seem crazy to them. 
But you must be willing to do what God leads you to do, even at the risk of looking foolish in order for you to become who it is that God has called you to be. See, the cross is where you die to self. The, the cross is, is where your plans and God's plans meet. And then you have to die to your plans and yield to God's plans. This is where you, you take your wisdom and you yield to God's wisdom. And, and you, you, you take your strength and you yield to God's strength. Now, it may look foolishness to the people down here like, like in this world. Oh, man, what he's doing is, is crazy. But you have to be willing, even at the risk of looking foolish, to do what God is calling you to do. God's wisdom is greater than man's wisdom. God's strength is greater than God's strength, uh, uh, than man's strength. So when God leads you to do something, you got to learn how to rest in his wisdom, his strength. He knows what he's doing, even when it looks crazy. Listen, let me say it this way. To live in sync with heaven, it means that you might seem like you're out of sync with the people down here in this world, and you got to be okay with that. The life of faith means that for you to really live by faith, you cannot be moved by what people think about you. you listen, all right, there's some people on this live stream right now that have known me for years. Matter of fact, there's some people in this live stream that knew me before I got born again. So they knew me in my BC days. And they know that the Rick Pena that I am now is not the Rick Pena that I used to be. And so in this process, there's lots of things that I've done at the risk of looking foolish. And, and you can't be moved by people's opinions of you. You got to be moved by God and what he's, got, what he's telling you to do. When you, when, when you are yielding to God and his plans and his strength, uh, even when it doesn't make sense, God will make you, and you don't even care what you're looking like to other people, you're still going to do what God has called you to do. And sometimes, watch this, people will say stuff about you and God will say, nope, don't even say nothing back. Don't, don't even try to justify yourself. Don't even get them back. Just he, The Lord will say, I'm your defense. I won't, the Lord would even tell you not to say anything, mm. and even when you know that they're wrong. And, and God would be like, nope, don't say nothing. Why? Because you're learning how to rest in his finished work. And you're trusting that he's going to bring it to pass. And when, when you're looking to, when you're willing to look foolish today, God is going to make you look wise tomorrow. This has happened to me so many times. God will lead me to do something. And even, you know, my friends, my family members would be like, yo, what are you doing? No, that doesn't make sense. Listen, man, we love you. We don't want you to do this. We don't want you to do that. That doesn't, no, you're, you're making a mistake. And I'm like, hey, listen, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but I have to do this because God is leading me to do it. And in the end, it turns out great. And they go, man, that was a great decision. And, and so in the end, they turn around and be like, man, that was great. You know what? Because the foolishness of God makes you look wise. Then they go, wow, that was a great decision. And everybody's happy about the decision. And then I remind them, but remember when we were making the decision? That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that, listen, may look foolish, but in the end, you're going to look wise. It, God will make you tell you to do things that in the, in the moment make you look weak. But in the end, God is going to make you look strong. This is all part of God's plan. All right, number three and finally, last thing for today. Uh, in order to do what God has called you to do, you're going to have to yield to God's empowering grace because he's calling you to do something that you can't do without him. It's his super on your natural. And unless you submit to him, you will never you know, get it done. You, you can never do what God has called you to do without him. So if you believe that God's plan for your life is already mapped out and it was mapped out before you were born, and I hope that if you've been watching this series, you believe that, then you know that it's by grace and not by merit. So let me just say this about grace. God is not looking for you to earn what he called you to do. God is just looking for you to die to self, to yield to him so that here's one of the major reasons why you got to die to self. One of the major reasons why you got to die to self 
is so that you don't mess up the plan. You know, when there's too much of you in the way, you will mess it up. God will tell you to do something and God was like, no, don't say nothing. And God is, you know, many times, mm -mm, don't say nothing. And I won't say nothing. And, and, and now it's making me look weak by me not saying anything. And God's like, no, because if you say something, you're going to mess it up. And so, so God will lead you to do. And then in the end, boom, I look strong. Why? Because I submitted to God's process. You got to die to self so that you don't mess it up. A lot of times there's just too much of you in the way. God wants you to get to the point where your life is so much about God, so much about Jesus, not about you, that you learn how to rest in his finished work. And he, you only do what he tells you to do. And if he doesn't tell you to do anything, you're not going to do it. And if he says, don't do it, you don't do it. Even though you want to do it, you want to get him back. You know what I'm saying? But God's like, no, don't do that. The father wants you to rest in him. Now you're not working to try to make anything happen. You believe what he believes about you. You believe that he's leading you to do something that's already blessed. You're not asking him, God, can you bless this? No, I don't need, I don't need to ask God to bless it. If God told me to do it, if God told me to do it, it's already blessed. The plan is already blessed. I'm just doing what he called me to do. And so now I'm learning to believe what God believes about me and to rest in what he's calling me to do. God wants you to enter every day, watch this, not attempting to earn his approval. No, he wants you to enter every day from the position of God's approval. That's a, there's a big difference. God wants you to enter every day knowing, say this, say, say, I am loved. Say, I am God's beloved. Say, say, I'm God's favorite. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm God's favorite. And so when you believe that you're God's beloved, that, that God loves you with an everlasting love, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, that you are God's favorite, that you are favored by God, that God's super is on your natural, that God loves you and there's nothing you could do about it, that, God, that God's plans for you are, are out there and they will come to pass in the fullness of time and you're yielding and you're going to do whatever God tells you to do and you're going to go wherever God tells you to go and you're going to say whatever God tells you to say when you get there, even at the risk of looking foolish, even if you don't look, if you look crazy, even if people don't understand you even if people think you're a little bit off or something like that but you're resting in God's plans I'm telling you God will lift you up God will exalt you God will make your name great I'm a witness God will make your name great and you don't even you, you'll be like I don't even know how this happened you'll be able to look back and be like look at God God had plans for God is a better planner God's plans are better than your plans he's he you don't have to live your life trying to make things happen and God is already done. God wants you to yield to him, yield to God's plans. This is the grace life. And this is what I teach all the time. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Man, this, is, this message is something that people need to hear. Say this over your life. Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. Now, I level up by aligning my life with your plans. My life is no longer about me or my selfish desires. My life is all about you and your desires for me. I am not working for grace. I am working by grace. I am not striving for your approval. I'm already approved. I am your child. I am your beloved. I'm your favorite. I am called for such a time as this. This is my season. This is my time. I am no longer the star, the star of my own life story. You are the star. 
I want to glorify thee. So, Father, you can glorify me. I'm committed to making you famous. Therefore, you are committed to making my name great. I yield to your plans and I embrace the grace to bring them to pass. This is why I keep saying, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. You're going to get my notes for free. Todaysword.org, there's a big red subscribe button. Click on it, put in your email address. You're going to get my notes every day in your email inbox uh, for free, so please sign up. Also, listen, do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, do me two things. Go into the chat right now and leave me some comments in the chat. And then share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. This is a message that people need to hear. You might need to listen to this again. Yield to God's plans. God's plans are better than yours. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.